Well, good evening once again, everyone. It's great to be with all of you for this year's White Mass. I've missed this. It's been, I think, 2019 was the last one, right after I came. So I know some of you a little better than I did after only being here for three months. You know, obviously named for white coats and uniforms worn by all of you healthcare professionals in the healthcare field. And, you know, so we're here this evening to offer prayers for the safety and well-being of all of you and the people you serve. So we gather tonight, I believe, in a beautiful way to ask God's blessings on those who serve in this medical profession. Those of you who are present here, I know there's some probably watching it virtually, um, so welcome to all of you. We're glad you're in attendance, and I think some will probably be watching this a little bit later on. So, But welcome um, to all of you, and I will share with you my gratitude for all that you do in the work of healing. You know, no, no matter what part you play in this, in this whole beautiful ministry, um, you're important and, uh, and in caring for the sick and suffering, and care, you are carrying on the healing ministry of Jesus, right? So know that I'm offering this Mass this evening for all of you and for your intentions. And again, I, I thank each and every one of you for how you play your important role in this important ministry. You know, oftentimes the White Mass is celebrated on the Feast of St. Luke, right? That's, that's in October, October 18th. And um, St. Luke, if you don't know, he's the patron saint. He's your patron saint, right? He's the patron saint of physicians. And as St. Paul describes him in the letter to the Colossians, Luke, the beloved physician. So always seek his intercession, you know, as you carry out your ministry. But it's believed that Luke was born a Gentile, a Greek, the only non-Jew of the four gospel writers. And because he's one of the patron saints of, of Catholic health care professionals, we do ask him for his intercession this evening as we celebrate this white mass. You, know, you may not know that last Friday was the memorial of Our Lady of Lourdes, right? It was also the 30th World Day of the Sick. 30 years ago, St. John Paul II instituted the World Day of Sick to encourage the people of God, Catholic health, care, uh, health institutions and civil society to become increasingly attentive to the sick and those who care for them. And I'll touch upon some thoughts of Pope Francis' message for this occasion and in this, throughout this homily. But the theme chosen for the 30th World Day of the Sick was be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. And it makes us turn, as the Holy Father says, turn our gaze towards God, who is rich in mercy. He always watches over his children with the Father's care, with the Father's love. The greatest witness of the Father's merciful love for the sick is whom? But Jesus himself. Now, how often in the Gospels do we, we see Jesus encountering people who are suffering with various diseases, right? And as we heard in Mark's Gospel this evening, we find Jesus healing a blind man, one of the many, many, many healing miracles in the Gospels, because it was part and parcel of his identity. And as we saw in this Gospel passage tonight, this healing encounter and this, I think this is important for you to think about and how you carry out your ministry, but this healing encounter required a physical touch, 
How often do you physically touch your patients, right? Because it's important. One is important because Jesus did it, but it's important because we need as human beings to be touched. So this healing encounter required the physical touch, the physical presence of one person with another. You all do that, right? This physical presence with one person or another, however that's carried out in your ministry. Jesus spent time with this blind man. And through this intimate, beautiful encounter with mercy, as we heard, this blind man received his sight. Jesus' invitation to be merciful like the Father has particular significance for healthcare workers. Because as you all minister in solidarity with the Lord Jesus, this, the divine physician, whether you think about it when it's happening, I would encourage you to try that, but you become his living presence, right? You become his face the face of Jesus to those whom you minister. As healthcare providers, each of you have a unique call to bring healing to the healing and presence of Jesus to others, in particular at a time in their lives when they are most vulnerable and they're the weakest and most need of Christ's love. Pope Francis reminds you, he says, dear healthcare workers, your service alongside the sick, carried out with love and competence, transcends, transcends the bounds of your profession and becomes a mission. Your hands, he says, your hands, which touch the suffering flesh of Christ, can be a sign of the merciful hands of the Father. I mean, how beautiful is that? So he encourages you to be mindful of the great dignity of your profession as well as the responsibility that it entails. This is all in his letter um, for the 30th World Day of the Sick. The Holy Father says, acute experiences of our human frailty urges us to seek out those near to us. And then it's the church's job to respond with concrete signs of God's charity. But it's also the way healthcare providers do so each and every day. You do this each and every day. But he said, when individuals experience frailty and suffering in their own flesh as a result of the illness, I'm sure this is your experience, what you, what you experience, their hearts become heavy, right? Fear spreads, uncertainties multiply, and questions about the meaning of what is happening in their lives become all the more urgent, as our Holy Father says. Obviously, we've all seen this in a very acute way over and over and over again during these last two years. Obviously, you more than me, but because you're on the front lines. In these COVID times, so many of you, through your sacrifices and determination, oftentimes spent to the point of exhaustion. Let me think about your staff or those who are working in hospitals and clinics, right? through your sacrifices and determination, oftentimes to the point of exhaustion, have been a very, very powerful witness of the church's mission of mercy, right, in both life and death. I believe you became a part of this healing community 
because you wanted to offer care and compassion to others, especially the sick and the suffering. This is showing mercy. I'm going to take a moment to look at the word mercy. Really, the word misericordia, right? It's a Latin word. It's composed of two words, misery and cordia. And cordia is what? The heart. The heart indicates the capacity to love. Your heart, my heart, indicates the capacity to love. Mercy is that love which flows from the heart and embraces the misery of others. That's mercy. Flows from the heart and embraces the, the misery of others. It's a love that feels our poverty as its own with a viewing to free us of it. The heart of Jesus takes on our misery in whatever form it might be and transforms it through his mercy. And if you think about it in the way you bring healing to others in the name of Jesus, you do the same, right? Because we're all called to be instruments of mercy. Jesus sends all of us out into the world to enter into the wounds of others. Wherever we find ourselves and to whomever Christ sends us. So we can never be afraid to enter into the wounds of others in order to bring love there, right? In order to bring Christ there, in order to bring the very tenderness and mercy of God. You know, in the first reading, St. James, he reminds us, he says that religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to care for orphans and widows in their affliction, or we might say to care for the sick and suffering in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained by the world. You know, the human experience of love and kindness from a believer, from a person of faith, is important because it's the mission of the church. You carry out the mission of the church in a very unique, personal, and beautiful way. Wherever the church is present, the mercy of the Father must be evident. In the words of Dr. Norbert Malinsky, he's a University of Maryland professor of neuroscience, he said this. He said, there's a common denominator in my mind between the medical profession and the church. Passion and compassion. Passion for life and compassion for our fellow man. So I want to thank you all, the medical personnel who carry out your work as ministers of life and participants in the affectionate tenderness and love of God who do it with both passion and compassion. No matter how each of us do it, no matter what form your work takes, and I know the medical care industry has many facets, but no matter if you have direct contact or indirect contact with people you serve, know that each day your hands touch the suffering body of Jesus.
And this is a great honor, and as you know, an even greater responsibility. Right? So in conclusion, never fail to ask the Lord for the strength to accomplish your mission and to bear witness courageously to the gospel of life. Again, I thank you for your sacrifices, your commitment, for your passion, your, for your compassion, for your patience, and for your love. And may St. Luke, patron of healthcare and healthcare professionals, intercede for you. And may our blessed mother, the mother of life, watch over you as you minister in the name of her son. So God bless you all, and thank you for being here.